Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hi. How's it going, GR Dad? Pretty good. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, cocktail of the week is the Beached Cthulhu. <laughs> is that how you pronounce it? Uh, Cthulhu? Right. It's that, what, that's that weird H something Lovecraft. Yeah. Uh, no, that's not how you pronounce it. He says that it is a word incapable of being pronounced by human biology. Because it's so horrible. Yeah. And there's, so I was looking it up online because I didn't know how to pronounce it. And there's some terrible video of some guy at some terrible sci-fi con that they ask to pronounce Cthulhu. And he just does this really embarrassing, screamy sound. And he's like, that's how Lovecraft said it was to be pronounced because not pronounceable by humans. H.P. Lovecraft, right? I'm like, I hate you. I hate <laughs> all of you. It's basically pronounced Cthulhu. Uh, a, a golden ratio friend of the squad sent me this cocktail, which I think is from like the Mysterious Package Company or one of those places. Like oh. they had it as a cocktail. It's kind of just a margarita. Um, it's tequila and lemoncello and lime cordial. So lime cordial is just lime juice and sugar. And then lemoncello, I friggin' made lemoncello to make this drink, which is you just like peel a fuckload of lemons and you put the peels in with some vodka for four days. There were a bunch of naked lemons in the kitchen afterwards. That's because they took the peels off and, uh, you let that sit there for some days and then you put in a bunch of simple syrup with the now lemon flavored vodka and you have lemoncello which was like not bad i i mean it's like so i had like three cups of lemon peel infused vodka and i put in about half a cup of simple syrup and that is the lemoncello and i put a little bit in a glass and i brought it over to jared Ad and i was like what do you think of the lemoncello and he goes have you put any alcohol in this yet <laughs> and i'm like dude that's like three quarters vodka what you're drinking that's how good it was I mean, that was good. It was like flavored <laughs> vodka, but real good. And, and a lot of sugar, which is a good like sign it. that you're going to like it. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I made the limoncello, and then I made this. So it's tequila and limoncello and the lime cordial, and it tastes pretty close. to. It doesn't. It does not taste like a good margarita, but it. you go like, it's, it's somebody trying to make a margarita, basically. It's not a bad drink. No, it was, it was definitely not bad. Um, it's got a great name. Yes, I, I have not. I always have missed Lovecraftian stuff. It's described as horror, right? But I don't. I have haven't you read, read it. it. No. Well, maybe that's a good place. That's what to I mean start. by missed it. Oh yeah. It missed me. <laughs> I don't think I've got a Lovecraft book here, but we have one in Maryland. So when we go back up to Maryland, I think I have the complete works of H.P. Lovecraft. So. I, I may have carried it with me on a trip or two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always very optimistic when I travel. I bring a book. And then I don't read it. Hey, Hops is at the front door. She needs to be toweled. Do you want to go get her? Sure. Okay. All right. We now have a, a damp Hops, but not a wet Hops. We usually have a damp Hops. I, when Hops comes to the door, I usually dry her, except then my drying job is apparently insufficient because she or dad re-dries her. After I'm, I admit I'm kind of excessive about it. I like to try, wring her little paws out and de-soak her butt. And it's fine with me because now I don't have to do it. I just go like... I, I'm not even going to bother because you'll just redo it. So go go ahead. And now I don't have to do it. Fair enough. Works. Hey, I'm not hurt if you do it, but I'll usually decide later that she's too too wet for me and then I'll make her dryer. Like 30 seconds later. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so dog updates. Hops continues to be damp. 
Loves fish. Otherwise, she's fine. Yep. Uh, Vink has pretty much healed up from her red tum incident, and she's now done with her daily baths. Uh, she has just a lot less fur than she used to. They shaved like the whole inner thigh area and like lower tum. So it's like we go to we would go to suds her up, and there's no fur there. You're just like it's like skin. It's, very, <laughs> it's a little creepy. Now it's stubbly. It is, uh, but she's doing fine. She feels much better. From behind, she looks like she's wearing like pants or something because you Chaps, can kind of see I, well i didn't want to go there all the way but because <laughs> you can see the inside the front part of her legs are naked yeah it's, it's new so i think she has one dose of medicine left and then she's done with that so they she's all better couldn't have picked a better dog who noticed less yeah she was she really was a trooper through the whole thing um guacal man so last weekend we uh, did a little staycation, basically. We went to the resort on the island that we go to sometimes and whatever. Sat in a fancy tiki hut and Pretty nice. drank a bunch of drinks, ate a bunch of food. Uh, took some naps. <laughs> took some naps. <laughs> I, I mean, it's we, we got there like late Saturday afternoon and we got home Monday morning. Like it was basically, we just spent all day Sunday. Sunday. Yeah lounging around and it was very nice and there's nobody there it's you know you have your own little bungalow and it's you know it's as socially distanced as one can get on vacation yeah which is it's quite... very very relaxing <clears throat> so we have a dog sitter who's fantastic and she comes and stays at the house and loves the dogs and uh she texted me saturday <laughs> i'm sorry sunday night and uh, I don't know how did it, how it started. You may have said everything okay or something because we <laughs> I, hadn't heard she, from her. She, she, oh, she's here's what she said. Uh, hey, Guac threw up on the rug, and some of it got under the couch. Guac threw up under the couch. She's like, I cleaned up what I could on the rug, but I can't move the couch by myself. I'm really sorry. And I was like, totally, don't worry about it. Like it's fine. And she's like, yeah, what happened is <laughs> she buried the lead. He. He ate dinner, and then we went outside, and he decided to go two houses down where the neighbors were swimming and hang out with them. I don't know how she got him back, but he left. He took off in the water. I think he probably swam over there. Wasn't that the implication? She, he definitely swam over. I don't know if she kayaked to go get him, which is on the dog sitter instruction sheet. If he swims away, oh. get in the kayak and you will be able to get him to come back. So she may have done that. Maybe she just kind of went around, like ran out to the street. I don't know how she got him back. Uh, but we did notice the next day some people kayaking and they were like, look, it's guacamole. So He's been making friends in the neighborhood. <laughs> Poor dog sitter was just like one, two, three, four. Uh-oh. Where did he go? Uh, so yeah, he swam away. She managed to get him back, but she's like, he just kept drinking the seawater, which he 100% does, especially when he's all like wound up and doing his thing, drinking the seawater, and that makes him puke a lot. And so <laughs> he drank the seawater and then came upstairs onto the new rug and puked up his dinner. Uh, fortunately, when we got back, there was only a little bit under the couch and the spot bot got it out. So Guac swam away and puked under the couch <laughs> on brand. And it's the neighbors that feed the fish with cat food. We think it's them, yeah. Cat food. Uh, CBGB is doing fine. Uh, the Brody and Lodi update is that 
Hops especially, she goes through phases where she complains that she's hungry. Like she stands there and looks at you with her like alert, perked up face and her big eyes. She looks so sad. Hops, what do you need? And then she walks over and looks at the bucket of food. Looks at you, looks at the bucket, looks at you. Clearly hungry. And, you know, everybody's been pretty stable or even losing a little bit. Other, I mean, CB is supposed to be losing, but everybody else is at a pretty good weight now. Uh, And I was like, well, maybe we can increase their rations a little bit. And so we went from giving them a cup and a half at each meal to two cups per meal. And in the last week, everybody gained one pound. So this is a good scientific experiment. And it stops. Yeah. So now that's not happening anymore. So they're back down to their old rations and hops, whatever. She can have her little extra when she needs it. Brody grumbles too. But he he just grumbles though. We don't know what he wants. Like he'll eat food if you give it to him. Occasionally you can get him to go outside. I mean, actually, I know exactly what it is. Jir Dad's not paying attention to him, and he wants Jir Dad to pay attention to him. Uh, it That's it. That's all he wants. But he doesn't come over to get petted. He sits in the middle of the room. He wants you to stop what you're doing and come over. And sometimes I do. And then then he's fine. Then he stops. He's a big, soft-hearted boy. I support him. Yeah. Uh, but that's what he wants. It's not a mystery. He wants you to stop working. And he grumbles like an old grumbly man. Yeah. Come yeah. over to him. Uh, so anyway, the Brody on Lodi went in reverse. He's like 91.6 this week because he was getting more food, which I'm sure he liked. But now we're back on the low ration. So our our breaking into the 80s didn't happen this week. We probably got two weeks to go. Lose the pound from this week and then lose the next pound. Uh, but it probably made the babysitter uh, the dogs that are popular too. I'm sure. The dog's like, ooh, lots of food with yep. this one. Um, and then St. Patrick, he had his second acupuncture visit. So acupuncture doesn't work for all dogs, and even the acupuncturist knows that. And so, you know, we did his first visit now probably six weeks ago, and maybe maybe four. Anyway, but it was when we had started all the medicine and everything. So it's like he definitely felt better that day, but it was also when we had started him on a ton of other medicine. And so who knows what it was. Um, and so it's like, okay, well, let's go back and do a second acupuncture visit and see. So we did that yesterday. Um, I don't think it actually has made much of a difference. And then she's like, you know, how's he doing? And I was like, you know, he like pukes a lot. He's, you know, he kind of retches all the time. Uh, and, you know, his legs don't work. So she's like, I, you know, I'm putting a lot of needles in for, uh, you know, stomach issues. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> You're so skeptical of this whole thing. It's good. It's, I, it's, it's good. Skepticism. I mean, I'm 100% in for like, he's got a lot of tightness in his muscles around the part of his back that has arthritis. And so I'm going to put these needles in there to help relieve the tension and give him some more movement. Makes sense to me. Putting needles in his paws to help his stomach, I'm not sure I'm on board with. It's where the energy lines are. Yeah, and then she's like, you know, would you consider giving him some herbs? And I was like, sure. And so she's looking stuff up, and she's like, okay. You know, the issue is there's, like, dampness in his stomach, and then the chi is not balanced to help the food move out of his stomach. And then she really, that really lost you. And I was like... That was a left turn (laughs) to... Babble land. Oh my god. So I'm like, I'll I'm totally gonna try the happy stomach herbs. Is that what they're called? Happy tummy? Happy yeah, stomach? Yeah, yeah. Happy stomach. Fine. I'll I'll try them. I mean, I totally accept that like food is medicine and he can feel better giving him some herbs. Like we've uh, sure. I'm not sure 
dampness in the stomach and like improper chi balance. I I also understand that I I'm not way into all that. But she was not talking in a way that had me convinced as a scientist that what she was saying made sense and I kind of just wanted to make sense as a scientist, but whatever. We tried it. Uh, it definitely has not helped his retching. Whatever the needles allegedly were supposed to do for his stomach did not do for him. And uh, fine. His his legs don't really seem better. No. He, doesn't he, was, seem... he seemed a little bit more agitated last night, like he was more excited, but that could have just been because he had a trip with you. I think that I think any time we take him like in the car for a trip and he gets kind of excited and then he's like... <laughs> Then he's good for like a day, yeah. and then he's like, "Okay, that was a lot of a lot of energy." Now I'm gonna sleep all day. Oh, remember you couldn't get him awake to take him to the vet yesterday. He was so zonked. Yeah, I put the collar, and he's like, "No, I'm sleeping. No, I'm sleeping." Which I think is a a, a here is a thing that like for deaf dogs, oh. it particularly happens because they can get so deeply asleep because nothing is disturbing them, right? So yeah. they really can get down in there, and then you know even if you're touching them. It's kind of their dream, part of their dream. Yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, they're they're very relaxed and very asleep, and that's okay. It's hard to imagine. I mean, you're not having oral uh, oral alarms or anything is, yeah. is, is different. That's what wakes people up is sound. Yep. So oh. anyway, he's doing fine. I'm, I don't know that I will take him back for another acupuncture visit. I, and look, I mean, queso kind of helped my dog Kay, who had it before helped her a ton i mean miraculously helped her mm-hmm. like made stairs possible again I, for her you know went from oh she doesn't really have very long to like great you know nine months after that like so i absolutely believe acupuncture can make a difference for dogs i have seen it make a difference for dogs it doesn't seem like it's doing a lot for him um where like you could really tell the days that like Kay had had a acupuncture and like, oh, we're coming up where we need to do that again. Like it made a huge difference for her. Mm. So, uh, I, yeah, not convinced for St. Patrick, but whatever. We tried it. He liked the car ride. Um, and it wasn't unpleasant. He doesn't like hate it. He just it, goes to right? sleep. I yeah, mean, he's very relaxed for the whole thing. He goes to sleep here too. I mean, you yeah. can do that without the needle. <laughs> Um, I try to take pictures of him because, you know, she puts them in his head and he looks like an alien, but like they're copper wrapped. And so they really blend into his fur. In fact, that we got up to leave and one fell out. She's like, I thought I forgot one. (laughs) Could you count those next time? Uh, Anyway. So yeah. So that's the dog updates. Um, yeah. Chief Brody's doing well other than the reloady. Yeah. Right. He's like, I think he's, he goes swimming when he wants to now. He's like discovered that he can do that. He wanders around. He's coming into his own. He's a happy man. He's happier and happier. Grumbly, but happy. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. That's the dog updates. Yeah. Do you want to do the German word of the week? Sure. Sure. I had one onomatopoeia, which is in German, a bagpipe is called a doodlesack. Doodlesack. Which is kind of the sound it like makes. Like a doodle sack. Yeah. Doodle bag. Doodle bag. You doodle on it. <laughs> uh, but the other concept was, and I read about this a while ago. Someone may have sent it to us. So, you know, apologies for the delay, but there you go. Uh, it's called Herzensbildung. Heart what? Herzensbildung. Heart? Bi- Bildung is like, it's more than learning. It's more than education. It's like, I don't know. Absorbing knowledge and wisdom, 
there's a German genre of literature called Bildungsroman, which is usually about someone growing up or mm. having transformative experiences that, that change their character. So the, the concept is supposed to be Herzensbildung is the training of one's heart to see the humanity of another. Oh. So you're, you're developing empathy. your empathy muscle. Yeah. I like it. Herzensbildung sounds a lot more romantic and a lot more, you know, kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Herzensbildung. Good one. Yeah. If you don't like that, doodlesack. <laughs> <laughs> so for t- I've, I've got a little taste of the key story. And normally we resist all other kind of news of the weird stories just because we don't want to become news of the weird podcast. Like right. We already got a lot going on. <laughs> we got internal weird. This one was really good, though. So I'm like, we just have to share this because we both had a good time reading it. This is from Camp Pendleton in San Diego, California. So it's not even a Florida man. Okay, this is a a report, a police report from Camp Pendleton, military police, I guess. Male Navy enlisted first-class petty officer exited a bar intoxicated in an attempt to drive a POV equipped with a breathalyzer interlock system. Personally operated vehicle, I think it is, or personally owned vehicle. Suspect was too intoxicated to successfully start the vehicle, so he went into the park where he captured a raccoon rummaging in a trash receptacle. Individual utilized the raccoon to blow into the interlock system successfully, but the raccoon became unconscious from being squeezed and was discarded on the floorboard of the vehicle until a short time later when the raccoon regained consciousness and began to attack the suspect while driving. Good job, raccoon. Causing the vehicle to crash into a residential fence. (laughs) The vehicle came to a complete stop in an in-ground swimming pool. So good. The suspect, since... uh, the suspect sustained numerous scratches and bite marks to the face, hands, stomach, and arms. This seems like a movie. It, it absolutely could be a fake news story, but somebody tweeted it at me, and I was like, it's very funny, and we had a good laugh, especially, I mean, <laughs> you uh, discard the raccoon onto the floorboards. <laughs> I like that it wakes up. I also like that the car ends up in a pool. Uh, I like all good chases. Yeah, so even if this is a made-up, story from someone you did a good job i like all the little twists and turns yeah i like it too and that's what made me think of doodlezuck because <laughs> he squeezed <laughs> squeezed him <laughs> like a little yeah okay pipe <laughs> my uh my taste of the keys from this week there hasn't been a lot going on news wise in the keys um but i have been running in the evenings just because i i run whenever well whenever it happens also run in the evenings yeah so last uh, two nights ago, I went out for, and it's really nice to run in the evenings here because the sun is not beating down on you. I know all y'all are having fall pretty much, but it is not any different than it was in July here in the Keys right now. I guess occasionally there's a breeze that seems mildly refreshing instead of just moving the heat around, but it's rare. No, there's no falling here. No, it's still you know 90 degrees, super humid, heat index around 100. It's, it's exactly the same as it has been for months. Yeah. Um, so I'm always, I don't usually run in the dark, uh, but I'm always like, man, this is so nice. Like there's a whole level of oppression taken off. Uh, so I was running kind of from our house up to route one, the main road and back, which is about a 5k, a little bit longer in the dark. And, uh, I have a headlamp, but I typically don't wear it when I'm running there because there's like a path. And although we don't really have street lights, there's maybe a street light and that mile and a half like people have 
you know, lights on in their houses, like enough that I can usually make out the road and it's a full moon this week. And so it's fine. Um, but it's much darker than the average suburb. Yes. No, it's quite dark. If there were not a full moon, I probably would have the headlamp because you can't see, but there's an, I don't like to use it if I don't have to. Um, so I'm out running and I kind of get to the end at route run route one and I turn around and I'm coming back and you know, we've talked about it, that there's there's kind of the main boulevard for our neighborhood, Sugarloaf Boulevard, and then there's a bunch of dead-end streets that branch off of that. That's where all the houses are. There's like a street and then a canal and a street and a canal. So someone is something human-shaped, ah! comes out. So I'm running towards our house, like on the little footpath alongside the boulevard. And someone comes from my right off of one of these dead-end streets and walks kind of across the path and then diagonally across the boulevard. Maybe they're going to go on to another street over there. There's not a sidewalk or anything on the other side. And we weren't directly across from another street because they don't. it's not like they line up perfectly. Like the ones on the left don't necessarily match up with the ones on the right. So they just kind of walk diagonally across the street. This person, now it's real dark, and I don't have a headlamp on, so there's sort of some, like, cloud-dappled moonlight. Enough that I can see where the path is, and I'm not going to run off. Not enough that I would notice, like, a snake in front of me. Or maybe someone just standing there without moving. So it's, it's dark. And so this person starts walking across, and it looks like they're naked, maybe? It's hard to tell because it's so dark. But they definitely don't look like they're wearing clothes. They're kind of bulky. This person, whoever it was, looked kind of bulky. Hmm. Uh, but, you know, like a, not like super obese, right? But like a, like a, like if I put on a parka, there's people who are kind of normally shaped like that. They're just bulkier. You know it's, what I mean? It wasn't a skeleton. It was not a skinny person. Not a zombie. No. And so, but there, so it's a little ambiguous. But there, I definitely didn't see any clothes. I also didn't see any bits. But your impression immediately was naked, maybe? Naked, maybe? Oh. And I'm like, that's not necessarily cool. <laughs> I'm out here in the dark all by myself at Some night. bulky naked person? There's a naked person. I mean, wouldn't be the most surprising thing I've ever seen nah. down here. Maryland, I'd be quite, quite upset. Concerned. If there were a naked person here. Yeah. I'm a little wary, but it's it's kind of par for the course. <laughs> but they're moving kind of weird and slow and also naked. And so uh, I'm clearly, you know, clomping my way up there. And so I'm like, hey, <laughs> let me talk to the person. Yeah, yeah. Force the issue. We are cl- crossing paths here in the dark. Closing distance. Closing yeah, distance. I'm coming up. Yeah. And they don't say anything. They just mm. keep walking. And I'm like. Perhaps this was a ghost. You think it was like a Black Lagoon monster kind of thing? Was it dripping? It was. I I mean, I didn't notice any drips. Okay. Uh, I mean, I thought it was a person enough to talk at it. It did not talk back. It didn't really look at me. It was a bear. It was not a bear. <laughs> no, it was definitely person-shaped. I'm, I'm not concerned about the species. If it was a ghost, it was a human ghost. Oof. Yeesh. So it could, non-responsive. Does not respond... Continues kind of walking, moving in this weird way. So could be ghost, could be naked human who's like 
maybe if I don't talk, she won't actually notice. Probably should that have I'm worn here clothes. <laughs> Could have been wearing spandex. Yeah. Tight fitting. I mean, the, the dress code here is real casual. Also, would not be the weirdest thing I had seen. But I didn't. It like if you saw someone in spandex, like they're in like workout clothes. Like typically, it'd be black. Mm -hmm. it, this person was more kind of grayish colored well, like skin colored skin colored like skin would look in the dark didn't look like oh there's like a black middle that would have you know whatever bike shorts or something there could be so many backstories to this this is so good <laughs> if it's a ghost that's fantastic too i mean it's yeah. sort of you know who knows what the what the unfinished business is but if it's a human there's just so many like regrets <laughs> and and bad decisions and, and things going on here. And also, where are you walking to in the middle of the night? Were you oh. at like a friend's house and you're walking back? Because we don't have a lot of that going on in and our you neighborhood. You still would have clothes. And, and you, you, yes, would have clothes. But even if you somehow got naked at your friend's house, I mean, people tend to, like, there's a lot of vacation rentals here. There's not a lot of like neighborly socializing that goes on. No, could be someone who's lost. But, but it, the, the good thing is, they could have asked for help, right? I mean, if, if there were any problem, they would have asked you for help. There's nothing in our neighborhood except houses. No. And then there's Route 1. There's no way to get... I mean, I guess they could be like, which way is Route 1? And I... Yeah, it could be like, I, I left the Smith's house. But Where's you don't the Smith's? walk... Yeah, I guess you're drunk and you leave your friend's house naked and then you need to get back to your friend's house. Yeah, but where are my clothes? Mm, where are my clothes? No, Can no, I go back no. to my clothes now? No, I don't, I don't know what was going on. <laughs> I don't know. And last night I was running and I ran the other direction, oh my uh, which is into the wilderness, like literally, literally the Florida Keys Wilderness Protection Area. That has got to be super spooky. There is a possum. That was cool. Possum. Uh, it is, it does get spooky down there and it's very dark. Again, there was a full moon last night. And so I, uh, did not have my headlamp on and I, and so I ran down to kind of the, like our main boulevard ends and then there's an abandoned road and I turn onto the abandoned road and I turn my headlight on for that because like the first stretch of it is kind of uneven and broken up and I want to make sure that I don't step in any, you know, potholes or whatever. Um, so I've got my headlamp on. And I kind of, you know, I probably just run a quarter mile down that street and then start coming back to the house. And as I'm running back to kind of the intersection, whatever the corner that turns back onto the boulevard, there's five very distinct steamy, misty pillars of steam. Souls. In the middle of the road that I Souls. see in my headlamp. I run right past them like my face brushes one of them. Ghosts. Don't know what totally. I mean, it's real humid. Could have just been. Ghosts. Why are there pillars of Dead. mist? I mean, they were very distinct, like Dead columns. Pirates. Dead pirates of, of mist in the middle of the road. This is excellent. Yeah, and then I, I mean, I was so startled by it because I'm running, and then all of a sudden it's like pew, 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 these pillars, and I kind of run past slash through them, and I was like, "What the hell was that?" Turn around. Like can't because I'm like I gotta take a picture or a video something to show this. Can't take a picture not of a there. ghost. They're not there anymore. No, of course. Uh, not. But they were they were very clear. That's pillars awesome. Pillars of mist. Yeah. Mist. They're ghosts. So now Say I guess it. I gotta run tonight because I mean that's two nights in a row. Naked person slash ghost. 
misty pillars slash ghost. Yeah. Gotta go out tonight to see what what supernatural events am I gonna run into tonight? Gotta bring run a, in the dark tonight. Bring a crucifix. Maybe. Just in case. Bring a camera. Get a GoPro so I'll have photographic evidence. I'm thinking of your safety, not science here. I am not. I mean, there's no record of a ghost ever hurting anybody. Because right? that person was dead and couldn't <laughs> tell, make a record. I'm not too worried about it. All right. But anyway, there you go. So potentially ghostly happenings or potentially naked happenings. This is a good intro to October. I know. Spooktober. Right? Uh, and uh, like I had posted a speak, uh, spooky picture on my running Instagram that was like just my reflection in a puddle, but like, no me. That was good. Oh, I don't know how you did that. It's Photoshop. Uh, it was just, <laughs> it was just supposed to be a spooky picture, but these two things I promise are not, it's not stuff I'm making up for like spooky Halloween times. Like this is just, I mean, all kinds of creepy stuff happens to me on runs anyway. And it just so happens that these have coincided with the end of September. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, I will not lie to you about ghostly happenings because there's plenty of creepy ass stuff for me to share that I don't need to lie about it. So yep. there you go. If you want to keep track of ghostly happenings to GR Mom on her runs, it's Jen Runs with Dogs on Twitter and Instagram. Frankly, I think I'm better on Instagram. It's interesting. I think we're better, like the golden ratio, I think is better on Twitter because we just like, we do more interaction on Twitter. Uh, we kind of will retweet bonus stuff sometimes in a way that it's like harder to share on Instagram. But I feel like I just have a lot more interaction with people and, mm. and more of a community for, for the running stuff over on Instagram, which is, you all right there, St. Patrick? We, we have these bedroom, these doors on our closet in the bedroom and they're, they're kind of barn doors. So they hang from the top and he likes to sleep against them. So every time he moves, he bangs them up against each other. And he still has those active dreams sometimes where he kicks so in the middle of the night. It's like, boom, 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 half, boom, 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 half boom. of nights. One of us ends up getting up and like shoving a towel between the doors or opening the door. So he stops kicking them. Cause you can try to slide him away, but you know, he doesn't, it's how he's hard to slide. Yes. And on a bad night, Venk then wakes up and starts barking at everything because yes. she's <laughs> alerted. Oh, my God. Anyway, now he's asleep, so <laughs> I think good, it's fine. Good job, St. Patrick. All right. Well, that's it. Uh, welcome to spooky season. Maybe this is a good time to revive Murders in Paradise, which yeah. has been on a break. Yeah. Season yeah. two. I'm sure there's been some murdering since. I, I've got a whole bunch of stuff queued up. I just need to spend like an hour doing the research. and so maybe Shocktober. Oh, all right. Well, anyway, uh, yeah. Have some good spooky Halloween times, and we'll talk to you all next week. And until then, don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. Don't bite anyone. Bye. Bye.